You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we're going to take a look at our favorite horror films to watch on Halloween. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. The middle children of history, man. No purpose, no place. We have no great war. No great depression. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian. With me tonight, Mr. Paul Williams. Hello, hello. All right, so this isn't like our normal episodes. We're just going to, I guess, delve in and talk a little bit about uh, the horror films that we like to watch um, this time of the year during the Halloween season. Yeah, and there's there's plenty of them out there. I guess right out the gate, let's just go through, like, uh, Paul, what do you normally watch during Halloween, man? I don't see one of the classics, absolute classics. Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it. You're acting like a child. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Night of the Living Dead, the old black and white one George Romero did, right? Yeah, the original George Romero, not the 80s Tom Savini remake. I don't know if they still do it, but I remember... You and I both were younger. I don't know if you remember it or not. But they would, uh, on PBS, every year on Halloween, they would play the original Night of the Living Dead. And that's the only horror movie you would ever see on PBS. Like, there would be no other horror movies on PBS whatsoever. On Halloween, every year, they show Night of the Living Dead. Probably because that was, like, one of the only recent films in the 80s and 90s that was in public domain. That was a horror film. That people knew of and heard of. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, because that movie had some right issues, so it went into public domain way before it should. And public domain is when the rights kind of lapse on a film, so anybody can release it and make money off it without having to pay somebody the rights to release it. Public domain, that's the reason we got all those like video versions of Night of the Living Dead. That's why you got it in color. You got it in black and white. Um, there's all these different versions of that movie on DVD, on VHS, I think they've even released some on Blu-ray now. I, Night of the Living Dead, that is, that's a that's a real good, that's a cornerstone Halloween film. It really is. And, I mean, there's a lot of political, I mean, George Romero has always found a way to put political statements in movies. I mean, even if you look at the, the Night of the Living Dead, there's a, there's a big civil rights statement in that movie. Night of the Living Dead is such a great, great classic movie. And not only that, but it's also... It's also just a really good film to watch around Halloween. Even when there's zombies and, and shit, the thing that we should be afraid of is, is always each other. The yeah, real enemy, enemy is always man. Yeah, zombies, are, they're mindless eating machines. And yeah, they, they will get you. But, you know, it, I don't know. It's like humanity's always the undoing in those Romero zombie films. But And you know what's funny, too, is 
You said that was a good Halloween movie. Uh, in Halloween 2, there's an old married couple, and the wife's making a sandwich. And the husband is in there watching Night of the Living Dead, and, and Michael Myers like goes in in the very beginning of Halloween 2 and steals the butcher knife from the counter. And then the <laughs> old lady's like, ah, because there's just blood on the table where there used to be your butcher knife. Uh-huh. He's watching Night of the Living Dead on TV. Since yeah. I kind of segued that, that into us, like, how many times have you seen Halloween on Halloween? John Carpenter, the original... 1978 Halloween. Jesus, I've watched that probably on Halloween just as many times as I've seen <laughs> Night of the Living Dead on Halloween, probably. Uh, that That's another one of those movies that's absolutely, absolutely essential to watch on Halloween. Like, it's almost like Thanksgiving's not Thanksgiving without a turkey. I've seen John Carpenter's Halloween on Halloween every every Halloween with the exception of two since I was nine. This is the film you watch, man. This is the one that is... I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, what can you say about John Carpenter's Halloween, dude? I mean, there's been so many books that have been written about it. It's been dissected to death. It's, a, it's, it's just an incredible movie. It's the first slasher. Now, when I say the first slasher, I mean it's the first, the first slasher that got the formula and made the formula. It was the originator of the slasher genre. Yeah, because every other slasher film has been based off i mean whether whether directly or indirectly pretty much based on john carpenter's halloween i mean because that movie scared the jesus out of people you know because no one had really seen a movie quite like that at the time right it's because we're we were all living in houses like that in the 80s we're all living in these suburbs if you didn't live in the city you know, and you weren't exposed to that. You lived in this suburb, like these just rows and rows of houses. I think there's a line in that movie where Donald Pleasance even says something along the lines of like, you know, it's just like, oh, rows and rows of houses. And... Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. You can either ignore it or you can help me to stop it. More fancy talk. Doctor, do you know what Haddonfield is? Families. Children, all lined up in rows, up and down these streets. You're telling me they're lined up for a slaughterhouse. They could be. All right, I'll stay with you tonight. Just in the chance that you're right. And if you are right, damn you for letting him go. You know, in the 80s, suburbia was, it was really safe. It was extremely safe. And here you are letting this masked serial killer that may have some kind of supernatural power or... I don't know. He's definitely more than more than your average man for sure. Whether you want yes. to say he is the boogeyman or not, that you know, that's up to you. And that's a question the movie poses. Yeah, I mean, it's all an interpretation. And I mean, there there have been people who who don't even enjoy horror movies and still say Halloween is their go to horror movie. And it's got the most classic, iconic score, dude. Every Halloween, I hear this score. Sometimes I often wonder, you ever think that maybe John Carpenter really did not want or did not even think that Halloween would have such an impact? Because, you know, originally, uh, and I, I know you know this as well, but originally when John Carpenter wrote Halloween, he wrote it to be a series of movies where different events happen on Halloween. Well, no, that was that was for the sequels. That was not for the first one. The first one was actually... The version of the script was actually called The Babysitter Murders. 
Yeah, but that was supposed to be basically Michael Myers' story, and that was it. Well, no, yeah, it was just it was just a movie. It was just a one-off. There was no series. There was no like. Yeah, there was no franchise or anything like that. With yeah, exactly. That 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 didn't even happen. It's not until after Halloween came out and Friday the Thirteenth came out, and everyone's like, "Hey, wait." Wait a minute, we need to make a Halloween movie. This shit's making a lot of money. We can't just leave it here. And, of course, they made yeah. Halloween 2, and they picked it up right right where Halloween 1 left off. But then the third one, you are right. They were trying to go more episodic there um, and, and try to break that off and, and to give each Halloween film from that point on its own set of characters and own set of stories, kind of like a Tales from the Crypt. If you look at it in the Halloween Michael Myers standpoint, you're not going to like the movie. But if you sit down with fresh eyes and a clear head about the movie, the storyline is not bad at all. The storyline is pretty interesting. It's interesting. Okay, here's the thing. I agree. I half agree with you. All right. When I saw it as a kid, um, I saw this movie for the first time. I was pretty young. I was like 10 years old. It wasn't that long after I'd seen Halloween. I saw them all in order. I saw the first one, the second one, then the third one. I was really mad as a kid. Really, really mad at this movie. I hated it. It was like, where's where's Michael Myers? As an adult, I do appreciate it more. I like it more. There are some things in it that don't really make a lot of sense. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not really sure. Like other than just to be evil, like what are the what's the bad guy's motives in that movie? Like so they build these masks and they play this song and when they play this song. All the kids in the world that wear these masks, their heads turned into snakes and whatever. They, their heads rot and they turn into monsters and they, they, the kids die. But what is the point of that? The, yeah, I don't really understand. It's like the guy's not holding anybody for ransom. I mean, I, there's really no plot to it. I mean, there's really no purpose. There's no drive behind your main. Well, I mean, there's there's a plot. I mean, there's things that happen. I'm just I don't understand what the bad guy's motivation is. And like, I know he's a warlock. I know he's got his Stonehenge. It's like an evil Bond movie where this is this villain that's held up in this like really weird town. It's kind of like a it's, it's like a horror Bond movie, you know? Yeah, and not only that, but what's up with the girl, man? Like, she ends up being an android the entire time. No, I don't think she was an android. I think she got turned into an android. But how do you get turned into an android? Well, I don't think I mean, she got she... turned into an android. I think they made an android that looked like... Oh, okay. I think they made a robot that looked like... They're not actually not androids. They're just robot. They're like Terminators. Uh, yeah, I know that, but I'm just saying, like... <laughs> well, so, no, they just killed her, and they replaced... They made a robot that looked like her. I mean, like, dude, like, literally, seriously, if that is a big problem for you, like, you should not watch this movie because that is, that's the smallest <laughs> leap of logic that you need to make in this film. The Halloween you, 3 is one I, I, I actually have started ever since the Shout Factory Blu-ray edition of that came out. I've been watching that on Halloween. Oh, yeah. And I watch Halloween 2, um, and I watch uh, Friday the 13th and Friday the 13th Part 2 every now and again. Uh, I know we've talked about the Friday movies. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, man, you you brought up Friday the Thirteenth when we were talking about Halloween, and that's that's another movie. The original Friday the Thirteenth is another great movie to watch on Halloween. I usually try to save those for Friday the Thirteenth because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a nerd on Friday the Thirteenth. I like to watch like one or two yeah. Friday the Thirteenth movies before I go to bed. You know, it's just I don't know, it's tradition. You got to keep some things alive and around. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, I agree with you, dude. I agree with you a hundred percent on that. But then, you know, there are, you know, other movies like the monster classic movies. 
the Dracula films, the Universal horror films. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of the Universal Dracula movies, man. I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not a real big fan of those. Dude, I'm not a huge, huge fan of them. But those old movies, man, like there's just something about them that that really kind of gets to me, man. Like, I mean, I agree with you. Like, okay, here's the thing. Like, I think Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. I think those are extremely interesting. I think those still hold up some today. You know, the the screenwriting's good enough. The story's good enough. Bride, you know, Bride of Frankenstein. That was probably made by you know, if you ever seen God Gods and Monsters with Ian McKellen. That movie's uh-huh. about that director James Wells. I'm sorry, James Well, who made Frankenstein Bride of Frankenstein. And again, here we go with a homosexual director in Hollywood, and he was really persecuted. That bitch he was, especially back in the 1930s. I mean, you know, we talked about Joel Schumacher, and that was in the 80s, man. Well, in I mean, look, 80s. we we still have uh, dude, we still have problems today. Okay, so like, Bride, if you watch Bride of Frankenstein. And you look at it, and you and you think of it in terms of like somebody being persecuted, whether they're, they're homosexual or racist or something. It's got a lot to say about discrimination and bigotry in that film. If you haven't seen those old Universal movies, especially the Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein movies, they're they're definitely worth watching. They really are because yeah. they're amazing films. Creature from the Black Lagoon is another good one. Um, and, yeah, I, I like the, I like the Wolfman. But, you know, I've never been a big what? fan of Universal's Dracula. Just never been a big fan of it. I'll tell you another actor, man. Well, an actor I like to watch in movies around Halloween is uh, definitely Vincent Price movies. One of my favorite Vincent Price horror movies is House on Haunted Hill, probably. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the uh, super cheesy 50s. and I like the creature feature movies. I like the science fiction films of that, of that time period. But most of the horror films, like once once we go from Universal, I'm really kind of out of horror until Hammer comes in. Yeah, Vincent Price House on the Hill, man. I mean, don't get me wrong, the special effects are, are horrible in it. I mean, they're cheesy as hell. Some of the acting is pretty cheesy too, but it's a very, very good movie. I think it's well shot. I enjoy uh, the original House on the Hill. I probably don't enjoy the original House on Haunted Hill as much as you do, or the remake for that matter. They're okay. I don't. I don't hate them. The remake. I mean, I just like the remake. <laughs> I yeah. I don't really care. It's shot beautifully. It's a beautiful film. It's absolutely gorgeous to look at. You know what they say about the pretty ones sometimes. <laughs> um, outside of the original John Carpenter Halloween, there's another John Carpenter movie I watch a lot on Halloween, just because the first time I saw it. Was uh, I think it was Halloween of um, Halloween of nineteen ninety ninety one maybe ninety two somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, USA Network they aired John Carpenter's The Thing. And the first time I saw that movie. Dude, I about shit my my pants. It it deeply disturbed me. Like going to sleep at night was tough. Just just the idea that something could get inside your body and overtake you and kill you on a cellular level is absolutely terrifying. And I I don't know. Just like just watching this creature not only just swallow you, but s- take over every part of who you are. Yeah, consume every humanity. Yeah, and the fact every- that you could like not even know you're infected. 
and be infected. Yeah, that's that's uh that thing is definitely definitely a good Halloween movie. It's it's a very original movie and it's, a, it's an original movie that is a remake of a film from the 50s and based off a book. <laughs> Actually, it's based off a novel of um who goes there by uh, John Campbell. Really good book. I mean, I, I knew that, but I mean, I'm just saying it's original take on it because you watch the you watch the John Carpenter's The Thing and watch the original thing and no, there's no comparison. No, they're 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 very different. And I mean, dude, the makeup work, Rob Bottin um, did the makeup here on The Thing, and that, man, dude, he did just such a great job. It's just amazing. You look at it, and you're just like, how did you do this? You're a fucking genius. He also did the werewolf transformation in the Howling, which, I, you know, for my money, I like that just a little bit better than American Werewolf in London. I know I am in the minority here, but, you know, teach their own. A new movie <clears throat> that I've started watching on Halloween, um, and that would definitely be Trick or Treat. They just released a uh, comic book. I think it's like Trick or Treat um, something Day of Dead. Like I forget what it is, but they were just released a comic book that was based on that on that film. Oh damn! It's not an adaptation of that story. It's a new story, but it it carries yeah. over some of like the monsters, and I think maybe like the Sam character from the last segment in the movie is in it. Yeah, so you should watch the film on Halloween because it's beautifully shot. It's um, it's an anthology film. When I first saw it, I didn't know it was an anthology. I just thought it was one horror movie. Well, it's made it, different it, from any other anthology really before it, like. It's more yeah, like yeah, it Go is. versus Creepshow. Creepshow was more like um, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, you where know, you had like just... one announcer and they go through a book and they, you know, they tell you one fucking story. It's like Go in terms of like all these characters exist in this universe in this town and they pass by each other, but they don't always they don't always know each other. Their stories sometimes have like no interconnecting characters at all, and sometimes they do. It was, I thought it was one of the things about Trick or Treat that was really interesting was the fact that even though the stories sometimes did not coincide with one another, they there was ways that they went around that to make them. Um, like for example, when the, all the kids are standing there and they're they're going to walk down to the mine, and you hear all the werewolves how the wolves howling. Yeah, and I mean, and some of them are extremely connected. Some of them share characters that are like. You know, a character that you see in one sequence will pop up again in a later sequence, and then they'll die off in that sequence. And you know, it's not what you think of when you when you say horror anthology. It's more it's more along the lines of like you know something like Go or something along you know along those lines. Uh, which, if you haven't seen uh, Doug Lerman's Go, Go, I highly recommend that. Um, that was like one of those early '90s movies, but that's not a horror film. Okay, so Paul, you know what? We, man, we really suck on supernatural horror. Um, you know, there there was one movie. You know, I'm gonna watch this Halloween, just because I really enjoyed it. I saw it last um, last week or two weeks ago. I've already seen it twice. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, it's called Last Shift. Really terrific supernatural movie. Um, I don't I don't want to spoil it at all, but it's about a police officer, Last Shift, and this old precinct. That's right. Yeah, it sounds like Assault in Precinct 13. And man, it's good. It's scary. It's my it was my it's my favorite horror film of the year. I liked it more than it follows. Yeah, it's 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 creepy as shit. I mean, it's if you want to watch a really good supernatural, you know, film that's gonna literally creep you the fuck 
bat shift is is definitely I would I would definitely agree with you on that one, Brian. I would definitely say that it's it's the best horror movie I've seen this year. If you're look if you're looking for supernatural movies to watch, you know I always recommend The Exorcist because that's like the greatest possession movie ever made. There's Evil Dead. There's all these other films to watch. I really don't watch a lot of I don't watch too many supernatural movies though during Halloween. To be honest with you. Now I used to go well, see the Saw movies every Halloween when those were coming out, but man, they stopped. In, that stopped for a while now. Yeah, and I, I mean, I personally am not really into movies like Paranormal Activity. Uh, even even though I've been told that the Insidious movies are really good, I still there's something still that just. Does not pique my interest. Oh, dude, films. you should see Insidious. So watch the first. The first Insidious is really, really good. Be careful of the Darth Maul scene at the end. There's a demon that shows up, and the makeup usually turns people off. But, dude, that, it's it's a good movie. It it's well done. Darth Maul dies and ends up in a horror film. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a makeup job that reminds a lot of people of Darth Maul. I've heard a lot of complaints about that on the internet. You know, everybody thinks they're real clever. Um, pointing out the obvious, but you know, whatever. Um, it is what it is. But I thought it was a really well done movie. And of course, James Wan did it, and uh, you know, he did the first Saul and um, The Conjuring. So yeah, I mean, he knows his way around heart. Well, it's yeah, it's it's the, fun because it asks the question of like, okay, you're in a haunted house. Well, then why don't you just move out of the fucking house? Problem solved. You know what? You would think that that would be the most logical explanation. They never but... do it in the movies, right? Okay, well, so this movie, they get haunted. The wife thinks that the whole place is haunted. They're like, okay, we'll just fucking move. Problem solved. Yeah, it does Let not me... help them out, though. I mean, look what it literally took in the Poltergeist films to make them say, you know what? Fuck this house. Let's move. Well, no, see, Poltergeist took care of that in a different way, though, because Poltergeist, when things started... Because if you remember, the haunting was all magical, and chairs were just floating across, and everything was all perfect and fine. And then their daughter got taken. When the ghost attacked, they attacked one time, and they took her daughter. So of course they can't yeah, leave. They, you got to get your child back. You know that's, I mean, the smart screenwriting. You know, I mean, yeah. Spiel, that's one of the few s- scripts that Spielberg wrote, and it, it's it's not bad. It's good. But those uh, those paranormal activity movies, man, I just. There's nothing. There's nothing appealing about those movies to me. Oh, dude, you should go back and check them out. One through three, I really. I did not care much for the fourth one, um, and then the marked ones. The fifth one, I thought that was okay. I didn't have a problem with that. It wasn't my favorite, but I thought it was all right. And then I haven't seen this newest one, the Ghost Dimensions or whatever the subtitle is. So yeah, I guess that's uh, that's gonna do it for us tonight, guys. Um, yeah, you know, we just we just trying to get a short episode out real quick. Um, it's been a real crazy week for everybody. Well, once again, Brian, thanks for having me on, and uh, everybody out there listening, have a happy and safe Halloween. Hope to be back on soon. All right, so that's going to do it for us tonight. If you want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E, extra E at the end there, at gmail.com. And guys, if you could take a moment out of your day to give us a review, give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher, that would really help us out, helps people find out about the show. So yeah, this was our short episode. Um, We didn't talk about a movie per se. We talked about some movies, and we talked about Halloween and horror movies. So I guess we should probably close out with 
the promo for Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon. And remember the big giveaway at 9. Don't miss it. And don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy, 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 happy. 